I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is your host, CEO Chuck Sexton. I may sound a little under the weather this week. I do have COVID, uh, the first time I've had it. Luckily, I, the symptoms haven't been too bad. I've had a lot of drainage, uh, no fever, no sh- shakes or chills or anything like that. Nothing crazy, just a lot of sinus drainage, which I'm very thankful for. Very thankful. I have a great doctor. She takes care of me. And uh, unfortunately, our COO, Ivy, she also came down with it, but she had a little worse than I did. She's had it three more days than I have. So hopefully by the time the next podcast airs next week, I will be fully over this. That's the goal. Um Our guest today is someone I'm very familiar with. Uh, Matt Tackett uh, is the new president and CEO of the Southern Economic Development Council. SEDC is a great organization. It's one I've been a part of since the beginning of my career. Um, And I'm really glad, Matt, that you could join us today. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Good to be with you. Always good to be um, with our Kentuckians, especially you, because you and I go so far back and you've been such a massive part of my professional growth and just such a great friend. You also were probably the one that introduced me to SEDC. So it's really great to be with you and thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was on the board at KADD um, as chairman when, or as vice chair, when Hal Good uh, stepped down from that position, went to a new position and uh, part of the team that, that sought out a new uh, person to run the state association for Kentucky. And, um, you know, one of the things that really impressed me when you came into your interview was you had a three ring binder with uh, this plan, these strategies that you said, okay, I've run an association before. I I know certain things that I need to do. You also admitted what you didn't know, which was very good. Uh, And uh, but you had a plan and a strategy. The only person that came in with some sort of a plan that you wanted to at least be able to work with the leadership on and figure out if some of those things would be beneficial to the organization. And I appreciated that about you. What made you do that? Well, I, I thought it would help me competitively because I, I knew I had some weaknesses and knew you, you probably had a lot of really good, strong candidates, especially ones that had a lot more experience in economic development than I did. I was kind of associated with um, or kind of loosely associated with economic development. I ran the natural gas organization and I always tried to push us towards realizing where uh, where we were or our place in economic development, but we were more focused on on training, operator qualification. We tried, uh, we did a good job of monetizing that. But I was always so interested in economic development. So when that opportunity came up, I just really jumped on it and wanted to lean into my 
strengths and also um, just kind of give myself any kind of advantage that I could. And I thought that would be unique if I put something together for you all, for the folks at KAED. I did the same thing for SCDC, by the way. I'm looking at a uh, eight-pillared document that I, I sent to the, um, the search committee, and I just sent it to staff at SCDC to take a look at to see kind of what they thought uh, might be applicable now that I'm official. But um, that was five years ago, so the time is, has really flown by. You know, I remember at that time, too, once you hired me, you, um, you had said, you know, KAD is a historic organization, but we've got a lot of opportunity. I think we need, need some energy, just really looking forward to seeing what you can do. I remember you said, do three things um, at least. Um, get, it, get us involved in education, professional education, grow our finances, and grow our membership, and, and then hit the gas pedal from there. So when we were lucky through the five years, we did that. We launched our certification program. I think we went from 300 members to a thousand. Um, and we definitely took care of ourselves on the financial side too. So it was really great just kind of being part of that ride with you through that. And really thank you for bringing me on board. Well, having a vision uh, and being able to uh, put that vision into an action plan and a strategy. That's what you have to do in any organization, any private company. If you're going to get to where you want to go, you have to visualize where you want to go, but then you have to write the plan to get there. And it has to be actionable steps. It can't be pie in the sky. It has to be things that you can actually accomplish. And, you know, watching you throughout that process and that time being at KED was great. Um, you know, and, and I really kind of want to segue that into now that you are going to take on this role at SEDC, you know, I don't want you to give away all the cookies or all the things that you're planning already, but if there's some things you want to talk about, some things that you see as the new leader for SEDC that you really have a passion for bringing to that organization, talk about some of those things and what's really driving you. Yeah, you know, if you, one of the, the neat things about SEDC, if, if you go back and you look at our history, this is a 75-year-old organization, and this organization has a very meaningful and impactful um, place in the history and the, and the evolution of the economic development profession. I think it was in, in the, not only as a convener and as a, as a networker and as an entity that helps kind of raise the professional capacity and advocate for economic development and, and um, our communities, but also as a professional developer. It was in the early 60s, I believe, that leadership within SCDC began strategizing around well, how can we um, really make a meaningful impact and do what we can to kind of elevate the profession, um, enhance professional capacity of the practitioners? And they did. They put together a program that ultimately evolved into what is the premier education program in the United States, if not the world, back in the 60s. And, and all of that was done from SEDC long ago. So this organization has really left its mark on the profession. And if you think about SEDC has 17 states, has um, Washington, D.C., also has Puerto Rico. But if you, if you think about that footprint, not only is it geographically large and diverse, but you're talking about one of the most powerful economic regions on the planet. Last year, the SEDC members and the networks within which they served um, developed about $150 billion worth of new capital investment in, in their communities. It's incredible. And, and associated with that is 200,000 jobs. I mean, the, the economic power and the sophistication um, of SEDC members and what they're doing within this footprint is through the roof. You talk about our, our footprint is $8 trillion of the US GDP. I mean, it's just an incredible territory as far as 
um, what we do, uh, how capable we are and how well positioned we are. So it's, it's really just an incredible time to be, um, to be part of the economic development team in, in the American South. So I'm really excited to be part of this. And we have a lot of opportunity, I think, right now. You know, some of the, some of the key focuses I'll, I'll really kind of lean into. Membership, for one. I mean, at the heart of this, this is a membership organization. Um, within our footprint, the 17 states within those state associations are um, collectively are 13-ish thousand people. We are a membership organization of about a thousand. I think we have a major, major opportunity to grow. I mean, we'll have to earn that and, and show our value and show how we're different, but I, I think we've definitely got um, opportunity to grow. I think you'll see um, SEDC, kind of our experience. What do, what do our interactions look, feel like, aside from what the content is? I, I think you'll, you'll see that. Education will be a massive, massive focus of ours. I, I think you'll see us maybe get back to our roots, specific to education. We, um, when you talk about the people that are responsible for $150 billion worth of deals, um, that's, that's not, um, you know, there's a lot of innovation associated with that. I mean, these people are inspiring innovation as they're uh, right, right along the way as they're creating and retaining jobs. I think you'll, we'll, we'll see us, what can we do as, as a convergence like this? So I think you'll, we'll really see, we'll really try and move the needle on innovation. What can we come up with? And what does that look like? I don't, I don't know yet, but I think there's opportunity around, around data, data resources. I'm a big data equity kind of person. I think there's consultative opportunity there. There's workforce opportunity. What can we do? Um, you know, we did a lot of work on product development in Kentucky, which is one of the things I'm most proud in my career. You know, it may be the thing that I end up being the most proud at the end of the day when I'm, when I'm retiring and kind of hanging out with Chad Chancellor at the, on the beach. But, you know, I think we've got opportunity to leverage our size, our, our, our place. And I, I think we'll want to see how innovative that we can get. And then, you know, government relations, that, that'll be something I think we have an opportunity to, to focus on and then just really unleashing the intellectual capital on our committees and making yeah, sure I that agree. we're taking You know, care. you think about SEDC and it sounds to me, one, you know, any organization has a leadership change. Um, what I think a lot of the membership looks for is opportunities to, let's not, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater, but let's also look at opportunities for us to innovate and change things a little bit and reinvigorate the organization and the membership. But one of the things that I've always valued about SEDC is the mentorship and the networking that occurs because of the intellectual capital that exists within the membership. You just said it, you just talked about all the great things that have happened uh, over the past few years uh, in the South uh, and in all these states. And, you know, that intellectual capital, I think being able to tap into that and bring in new economic development professionals into uh, more structured mentorship and education programs is really great for our industry, for the economic development industry. And that's something, you know, I've, I've been passionate about for a while. So uh, I want to do, I do want to take a quick break. After we come back from this break, I'm going to talk about this bourbon I just poured. Um, but uh, we need to take a quick break for a sponsor and we'll be right back with Matt Tackett. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, 
Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and stocks on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites, databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. And we're back. I just uh, poured myself uh, a bottle of... New Riff Single Barrel. I picked this one out for tonight's bourbon pour, Matt, because if you remember, when I was chairman of KAED, we had the annual conference in Covington. Will Weber came to my chairman suite and brought me a box of this new bourbon that was just on the market and wanted me to try it really bad. New Riff Single Barrel. This is a phenomenal bourbon. Um, it's a four-year single barrel, at least the bottle that I have is. Um, they've come out with quite a few variations of the New Rift brand in the past few years. But this one in particular, what's interesting about it being just a four-year bourbon, how dark and caramel that is. Of course, the listeners can't see this, but Matt can see it on my Zoom. It's a beautiful, wonderful bourbon. It's got a little bit of a cinnamon finish to it, um, a little bit of a zest, kind of a sugary oak flavor it's 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 a wonderful bourbon it's real it's smooth with a hint and when i say a hint i mean just a hint of spice at the end so i always like to give tips on on good bourbon so if you like something that's on the smoother side with just a touch of a spice at the very finish new riff single barrel is a good one they're not a sponsor none of these bourbon people are sponsors i just love bourbon i hope everyone understands that and i've got 60 more to go through so at any rate um you know, I picked that one because uh, uh, when I was chairman of KED, that was brought uh, to the room there. And uh, I was also at the same time part of SEDC's board. And if I'd stayed a part of that board, I would probably be part of this process with you now. I'm sorry that I'm not. Obviously, you know, you, you get you get busy and you have to do other things. Um, so you're in Atlanta right now. Kind of walk me through, you know, what's has it been a whirlwind? How many days have you been on the job so far? What's going How's things with the staff? So yeah, it, it's been a it's been a whirlwind. So I'm on my second day officially um, as the president of SEDC. So I've been in Atlanta this whole week. I've been meeting with Gene. So a lot of your audience will know um, Gene Stinson, who's retiring after uh, 25 years of really successfully and diligently leading SEDC. So a lot of folks will miss him, but he's going to stick around for the week to help me get onboarded. So really appreciate him spending so much time with me. Uh, and uh, I've got to know Matthew Darius, who is um, the number two and the right hand at SEDC. He's the manager of operations at, at SEDC. And he does such a, a wonderful job <clears throat> keeping, um, keeping the lights on, keeping the membership organized, um, making sure that all of our outward facing and internal programs are, are <clears throat> ran efficiently and successfully. So Really, um, really enjoying getting to know <clears throat> and spending time with those guys right now. But, <clears throat> but I'm on day two, so there's there's uh, a lot to learn and a lot to do right now, and I'm enjoying it. So, the SEDC office, for those that don't know, is downtown Atlanta. If you know the new uh, Falcon Stadium, it's right across the street from that. There's also um, 
on the other side, there's a, a two, there's a multi-billion dollar, I believe, entertainment um, <clears throat> project or entertainment multi-use complex that's coming right across the street. So really neat place. So we really invite our members anytime or state associations. If you have to happen to be in Atlanta meeting with site consultants like Chuck, we would love to, for you to come by and see us at the SEDC office. That's great. I think that's an awesome asset for members, especially to use when they're when they're down there in Atlanta doing business. It seems like I've been down there quite a bit here lately uh, between uh, working with uh, Georgia's Economic Development Association on a couple things and then uh, also some site visits there in Georgia. I was on site visits this past week. We're supposed to be in a few states and um, we, uh, we ended up, because <coughs> you can hear me coughing because of the COVID, I had to move all that to virtual, and I have to brag, the states and the communities who are involved in those site visits uh, virtually uh, did a great job. So, uh, But here in a couple of weeks, we'll be back out there on the road doing some more site visits with them. The, the interesting thing about you coming in right now is sort of you're jumping in sort of the deep end, getting ready for the annual conference, right? I assume that's probably top of mind for you all. August 14th through 16th in San Antonio. So we're, we're putting the final touches on that agenda now, but we're looking to have a really good, productive um, experience there in San Antonio. And, you know, it's SEDC, so we're going to have a lot of fun while we're there, too. All right. The question on everyone's mind is, will there be golf this year? <laughs> you know, I, I believe there is golf. So <laughs> their, their golf will be either on August 13th or August 14th. That's something we've, we've talked about on the planning meetings, and I know they're going to do it this year. I mean, you can't go to San Antonio and not have a good golf outing. Uh, I know there's especially a lot of the uh, a lot of the folks who've been part of SEDC for a long time. They look forward to the golf. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, it's funny because when I when I came to KAED, and I thought this was a joke too. Um, some of the the leadership at the time pulled me aside, said, "Matt, you know, seems like you've got a lot of ideas. I just want to tell you, do not take karaoke away from our conferences." <laughs> and I I, I kind of I laughed at that. You know, I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And uh, I won't I won't name who it was, but he did not laugh. He said, "I'm serious. Don't take karaoke away." So the karaoke is a staple. The karaoke is yeah. a staple of a KAED conference. You got to have the the karaoke night. And what's funny is, you know, for a while there, you you would try to find a place that locally had it. But eventually, you just started bringing karaoke into the conference so that everybody got a chance. Because what you found out was half the membership wanted to sing. Half the membership wanted a chance to sing. But if you go to a local uh, bar or pub and do that, chances are maybe one or two people are going to get a chance to because you have to compete with all the locals to get in line. <laughs> and bringing it into the conference just for the membership, I always thought was a great time. I think that's a cool <laughs> thing. Maybe you can incorporate that at SEDC sometime. We, we did have, and it was kind of, it was a bonding experience and allowed us to all kind of put ourselves out there together. And I feel like that was kind of one of the things that kind of um, helped us all kind of bond as friends and as kind of a, a professional family. But it, so I'm getting the same thing a little bit from SEDC, you know, hey, bring back golf or don't mess with golf at our events with, you know, that's really meaningful for us. So now it'll be fun. What's better? Does Kentucky have better karaoke singers, or does SEDC have better golfers? So we'll see. Oh, SEDC. Well, I don't know because there's a <laughs> lot of good karaoke singers in Kentucky. A lot of people with great voices. Yeah. But boy, there are a lot of good golfers at SEDC. There's some scratch yeah. golfers, uh, those who really enjoy the competition. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe sneak off and do some extra competition from time to time. I mean, it's it's a it's a big thing, and I've. I played a lot of golf with, with some good folks down there, but that's another way to get to know folks. You know, you, you take opportunities to get to know people at conferences like this again for networking and mentorship. And, you know, the first SEDC I ever went to was in Greenville, South Carolina. 
um, we were getting ready to go on a recruitment trip to Canada and we drove down, um, or no, what I wasn't Greenville it was Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. And, uh, we drove down to Asheville, uh, we could only be there for a night. Um, but we wanted to catch up with some folks and probably, and I'll remember this the rest of my life. I sat there on the back uh, porch of that resort there in Asheville and we had bought a bunch of beers and stuff to make sure that everybody could sit around and have a drink and chit chat. And, you know, one of the things that my boss at the time told me to do uh, was to seek out certain people since I was new in economic development and specifically ask them if there's only one piece of advice you could give me as a new economic developer, what would it be? And so that's what I did that night. I, I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to conference stuff. So I spent that evening just going around to those folks who had been doing this a long time. Some were economic developers on a local level, some were uh, folks from railroads, some were folks from power companies, and they all had a little bit different advice. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'll remember that night for the rest of my life because there's still bits of advice that I got from folks that very first night at SEDC uh, that I still use to this day that I still think about when I do things. And, um, you know, I think for young people out there who are getting into economic development, becoming part of a conference uh, group and really getting to know people and seeking out uh, mentorship is really key in career growth. And I think, you know, the more that SEDC and other associations try to help push that to the forefront, you know, the better again for our profession. Uh, yeah. Long term, no doubt. You know uh, that's funny you say that. I think one of the uh, one of the most impressive things that I've saw from from a younger person was at SEDC's Meet the Consultants last year in Atlanta, and I can't remember the community that he was with. It was, um, I believe, it was somewhere north or south of Atlanta. But young person, newer to the profession, he was fresh out of college, just really impressive young man. And some of the Kentuckians that we were hanging out with, we, we watched this person. He was kind of going group to group to group. We thought, what? Well, I wonder what he's doing. And he, you know, we just thought he was making connections and that was really impressive, but he finally made it to Kentucky. And if anyone knows Maureen Carpenter, I was sitting with her at the time. Well, here comes this young man and she's from Barron, Barron County, Kentucky. But here he comes, he walks up to us and we thought, okay, here we go. Let's see what this is all about. And he asked us the same thing. He came and introduced himself gave us a business card and he said, I'm walking around and I'm asking people what advice that they can give to a new person starting out in this field. And we, we thought that was fantastic. So whoever, I wonder who, whoever that was that said that to you so long ago, probably hit this young man as well. But, and we spent some time with him and got to know him and he was just really impressive. And he, he spoke to us and we got to know him and then he went to the next group. So he'll be one to follow for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, he may have. I mean, uh, you know, throughout my career, uh, those folks that I met uh, through conferences, I've called on many times for advice, sometimes late at night, and I'm sitting there wrestling over an issue and trying to make a decision, uh, trying to do the right thing for a community. And, and uh, I've had to call on those folks. And it's, it's always been a great, valuable thing. What do you think, uh, looking out in the future for SEDC, uh, is there one big ticket item out there that you kind of have your eyes set on or and if you don't want to you know maybe you don't want to reveal anything just yet you know it's only two days on the job but is there anything that's really hit you I know you talked about education certification is it is it real going to revolve around that or is there something else out there you're thinking about yeah I think it's it's really fun right now because I think we have we have a board that is is really excited I mean this is a, a really strong historic well-positioned well-poised 
um, council. And the board is really energized. There's there's a great leadership team, really hands-on. So, so they're ready. I mean, they're ready to all come together and let's say, well, here's who we are that we had already mentioned. Here's who we serve. Here's the opportunity that we have. What can we do together? So I think I think there's there's some strategies and there's some ideals that we have, but I think more than anything, we are um, fundamentally committed to figuring out, okay, what's next? How can we how can we drive the needle and how can we drive the needle holistically? And how can we how can we be creative? I mean, I, th I think one of the things that worked for us so well in Kentucky, and I don't think necessarily everything that a state association executive does is scalable out to 17 states, but I think, you know, at the core in Kentucky, we were committed to trying to be different and unique and to see what we could do. And I think that led us in a lot of directions that are probably unique as a state association, like, like marketing, for example. I don't know, um, you know, how many state groups across the nation are, are doing marketing hand in hand with their um, whatever their cabinet for economic development equivalent is, or, or like the product development initiative. I mean, for, for those that don't know in, in Kentucky, we through KAD and, and Chuck's leadership that allowed that set the foundation through this, we ultimately landed on a program that was funded to the tune of a hundred million dollars for us to make product development grants. So we're, we want to bring that kind of unique creative thought to, to SEDC and, and what, what can we do? I mean, how can we be involved in, in research in a helpful way, or can we leverage federal dollars in an equitable way across our, our footprint to really, you know, be an asset and a value add to the state association. So aside from the normal things that associations do, educate, advocate, and collaborate, and we'll want to do that really well and, and creatively, but we're also going to try to think outside the box as much as we can to really be, um, to add value to the membership experience, to, to really differentiate ourselves from growing state associations that do so well and to position ourselves as a subject matter expert um, and resource to the state associations too. So, you know, that PDI initiative, you said a hundred million, but it was, it was a total of 200 million, it's two different buckets, a hundred million in each that ended up uh, being resulted from that product development initiative that they passed in the legislature. And, yeah. you know, uh, on the site consultant side of this now, um, it's interesting that, uh, and this is just some advice from a consultant's point of view, Obviously, um, clients and projects are continuing to get more sophisticated. Um, they are doing a better job of understanding terminology within the industry. And uh, for the first time, uh, I had a client ask me, this was not my suggestion. They wanted a build-ready site. And so defining what a build-ready site is versus a shovel-ready site, there is a difference in the two. And the product development initiative that you all initiated, and I think other states should look at and try to follow suit right now, is uh, to specifically develop build-ready sites. Because, you know, you may not be able to have a, a spec building or a virtual building, but if the, the next best thing uh, from the site development process is a build-ready site, a site that you can start uh, pouring concrete on tomorrow. And for, the, you know, this current site selection project that we have, you know, they're going to have to do their own construction and they know what lead times on construction are right now with supply chain issues and everything and costs. They want a build ready site. They don't want a green field. They don't want shovel ready if they can get past it. They can find a site that is cleared, grubbed, compacted and ready to build on. That's what they want. And, you know, you know, Congrats to Kentucky for putting the initiative in there. They they started the build race site program a few years ago, but now they're they're putting money behind it. And I think other states, other states have some nice some nice incentives that help 
take a shovel ready site to build ready and some of these things and they're doing a great job with those but that proactive piece of it is going to be really important I think going into the future and I think I said this on my on the podcast a few weeks ago with John Marshall um, you know the market and the economy ebbs and it flows, um, but the resolve of economic developers and good leaders needs to continue to remain towards growth. And even if the market's down, even if the economy's down, you know, continuing to invest in your future and, and invest in what opportunities may lie ahead is really, really important. And so I think carrying that message out there, taking some of the lessons you've learned, bringing those to SEDC, bringing those to other states and to practitioners is going to be really important going forward have to be very intentional, very deliberate, um, very committed. Um, and you know, you're right. I think a, a lot of the, a, a lot of the activity that I, that I've had from other States, you know, since I've been kind of onboarding at SEDC has been around the product development, um, initiative and product development strategies in, in other States. So, um, in Kentucky and in your ride on the 200 million, so that the association there in Kentucky has a hundred million dollar bucket to hit a lot of singles, doubles, and triples. And then, there's also another hundred million dollar bucket for mega site build out. And, that, and that's taken up a lot of energy and a lot of gains, a lot of excitement in, in some other states too. So I know just next week, I'll be at the North Carolina Economic Development Association discussing product development. And, and they're doing a lot of great innovative things as other states are too in the SEDC footprint. So I think we'll see a lot of proactivity um, and preparation from the Southern states going forward for sure. Yeah, that's great. All right. Now, one, one more break we're going to take right quick, uh, and we'll be back to wrap up with Matt Tackett, the new president of SEDC. Uh, be back with us in just a moment. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Executive Search Spotlight. And this week, we're going to look at Rusk, Texas. The Rusk, Texas EDC is looking for an economic development director. The Crossroads of East Texas is what Rusk is called. It's located kind of directly in the middle of you drew a triangle around Dallas, Texarkana, and Houston. And they are looking for a development-minded professional, somebody that can help get hotel development, housing development, retail development. So if you're interested in living Texas, 0% income tax, you're a development-minded economic developer, come look at this position. For more information, go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash Rusk. And we're back with the last segment here with Matt Tackett, SEDC president of the Next Move Group, We Are Jobs podcast. And I want to play a little game with Matt now that he's the SEDC president. I feel like I've been at SEDC quite a bit. I know a lot of these professionals out there. And I'm going to ask you some SEDC trivia. I'm going to start with something easy. What SEDC member oh, gosh. Is, is a professor for the University of Oklahoma's Economic Development Institute. This person has served on the board for SEDC, uh, and he specifically specializes in portions of economic development finance. Okay. Okay. This is easy. Come no, on. I know, I know this. He he's part. We've had him in Kentucky several times too. So now I'm playing along. I'm going to pretend like I don't know the answers to all of these, just for fun and for content's sake. But. Okay, give, give me a hint. It's on the tip of my tongue. We have the same first name. Okay. Come on, Tackett. You got to get better than this. No, I'm You're Googling. the new president of SEDC. You I'm need Googling to know legacy old, and charge into the future. I'm Googling <laughs> old agendas here. <laughs> it's Chuck Whipple. Chuck Whipple is the I, answer. I, I almost got to know Chuck. 
No, I almost said Chuck Whipple as kind of a, as a joke because that was the only <laughs> Chuck that I could come up with. No, I know Chuck Whipple very well. And he's he's been so fantastic to me. He's reached out to me, been really supportive. Um, we've exchanged some LinkedIn messages and um, he called Gene yesterday to check on him too and said hello to me. So I've really appreciated Chuck from the first time I believe we met at, at uh, Select USA. But no, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about him, but I, I do, I have noticed him teaching and posting on LinkedIn. So I should have. Yeah, he's great. He's a, he's wonderful. He teach his, the way he does the class is, is both practical and uh, cerebral and logical. Like it's, it's, it's a good combo of, of practicality and examples, as well as sort of the, the textbook things that you need to understand uh, from that standpoint. I think he does an awesome job. Um, Next question. Okay. Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> well, you should be sorry. <laughs> Both Chucks. <laughs> what SEDC member talks like this? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, our Mike Tackett's going to join us down here at the SEDC. He's <laughs> just going to be the best president we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think well I, that, that one's not fair i think there are maybe several <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've got one on my mind I, i've got one on my mind a friend of both of ours so you're probably not thinking of him um you gotta throw a guess out there come on give me a guess this time okay i well i don't know i mean i just thought of chad chancellor i guess he's on my mind because no chad doesn't talk like that chad talks way faster than that um yeah. that's robert ingram Robert Ingram, who uh, yeah. was in Baldwin County for so long, uh, he's retired now and uh, a SEDC mainstay. I love Robert to death. He's been a good mentor of mine. He was uh, down there in Baldwin County before Lee, and uh, Lee just had a big win down there about a month ago, uh, which is awesome. So Lee Lawson did. Um, let's see. Was that the, was that the mega mega project? Yeah, that was a big project for, for yeah. them down there. Yeah, that, that um, was amazing. There. All right. So there's a saying that I've, I've told a lot of people in my career, especially young professionals in the economic development arena. And it came from one particular person. And this particular person told this to me in Asheville, that story I told earlier, when I asked this person, I said, what is the one piece of advice that you would give me as an economic developer? And his response was this. Well, this if you're going to hoot with the owls, you got to be able to soar with the eagles the next morning in other words if you're going to stay up late chit chat and have you a drink you also better be able to get your butt up and get to work bright and early who was it okay also a former SEDC board member we Texas. were just we were just talking about him right yep um yeah well this is a, a lesson for sure, especially for association executives, because there are times only one of us, but there are different groups over different nights that want to go out all the time. And you've got to be part of that. You've also got to be up at eight in the morning. Oh yeah. You just talk, we were just talking about him. So, okay. I know you're, I know Chuck and I were just discussing you off, off air here. Um, uh, James O'Donnelly. James O'Donnelly, Pro also the um, the resident comedian, probably the funniest person at, at SEDC too. But he's also known as the Texas Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love some of his stories that that I've heard through the years over SEDC and just how much fun that you all had back and forth together. And wasn't he the one 
that um, just various times you all have called the front desk, just pretending to be him saying his refrigerator's out in the middle of the night? May have had a few pranks played at a conference from here to there. I'm not privy to say <laughs> when or where those occurred or to whom. I just know that there have been plenty of shenanigans uh, that have occurred at conferences over the, the past 15 years. So it, it, it's kind of amazing. You know, you think back to some of these folks who've been in economic development for a while and, and um, you know, there's a, through those questions, I'm sitting here thinking about the fact that there's, there's some legacy um, intellect out there that's going to be retiring soon. And you know, I don't know what the plan would be to try to capture some of that, but, you know, I think one cool thing SEDC could do is, which SEDC already, already honors lifetime members. They do a lot of great things, but if they can honor some of that legacy intellect and bring it back into the fold from time to time and capture some of that information and some of those stories in a way that can be passed on to, you know, future generations of economic developers. I, I, I don't know. I think there's something there. I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that would look like, but you know, whether it's a James or a Robert or a, you know, and Chuck, you know, Chuck's been doing this for a long time himself. You know, I think Chuck's going to be probably teaching for a long time as well. Um, and, you know, hopefully he's not retiring anytime soon, but um, you never know. I think capturing, capturing that, um, information is really important. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the most, oh, it probably is the most valuable asset that we have in SEDC are, are the people and the knowledge that they have. And I think as, as an industry and as a profession, I think we have a lot of very seasoned, successful, sophisticated people that are on the verge of retirement. And I think we need to be very, very intentional about developing the next generation um, keeping them kind of engaged within this industry and keeping them connected with people like Chuck Whipple and, and O'Donnelly and, and the folks that are associated with SCDC that are doing these multi-billion dollar deals every year. So I think you are exactly right. And I think that's one thing that um, we have thought about as an SCDC, and I think we'll continue to, to really try and energize a young professional committee. I think you'll see us um, strategize around issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion going forward. And we're, I know we are going to try as hard as we can to really make a mentorship program and mentorship pathway stick. And we're going to be really intentionally committed about that so that we can build up, develop the next generation of leaders and keep them engaged throughout the next handful of years so that they can turn into the seasoned folks that we're all pranking probably at SEDC events. You know, well, I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned young professionals of SEDC, and that's something I got involved in when, when I started in, in the business in my late 20s. But that young professional group is now all turning into their 40s. And they're now seasoned professionals. So if you look at the life cycle of, you know, trying to capture that talent, and utilize that talent really well within, you know, the conference or mentorship programs or whatever it might be. You know, you have a, a group that started as the first young professionals of SEDC who are now those seasoned professionals, been doing this a very long time now, at least a decade or more. And there could be some valuable mid-level knowledge there that you all could tap into as well and try to seek out those, maybe that first class of SEDC y, you know, young professionals, YPs, and, and try to do something neat with them at one of the conferences. Yeah, no doubt. Now, I've had some conversation with some some folks that have been 
associated with those young um, young professional groups in the past, most of which they've, they've aged out as, you know, kind of an official young professional, like you said. And it yeah. is really neat to understand just how how engaged and how active that, that that group was at one time. And it just speaks to the opportunity and what we could do. But the young professionals group at SEDC, even as recently as a few years ago, were having their own consultant events, having their own conferences. Um, and I think what you'll what you'll see is my hope is that we'll begin to better organize and better program around around young professionals and try to incorporate um, the seasoned um, mid mid seasoned people and long term seasoned people as part of the um, the young professional program that we have. But I think yeah, exactly I, I'm right. thinking some of those, you know, the folks that I'm thinking of and, and people that I still talk to from time to time. Um, I know they all still talk to each other a lot, too. Uh, but, you know, Chad and I were both a part of it. Um, uh, Alex was a part of it. Um, Rachel Pearson, Delamain now, uh, she was a part of it. Laura Guerin, who, you know, she used to be with SEDC. She was a part of that core group. Josh Finn, Josh Thornton, Daniel Webb, uh, Larkin, um, just all these folks that were, they were part of that core group that are still in the business to some degree or maybe circling uh, the economic development industry still, I think is a, a, another resource to tap into. And, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a, a reunion of the, of the YPs at some point. That might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. I don't know. We've actually talked about that even um, to do it, to do that as immediately as the upcoming annual meeting. But I've got to know Larkin, so shout out to him just through my uh, onboarding process at, at SEDC. But the, the current chair of that young professional committee at SEDC is Jake Weir from uh, Norfolk. Yeah, I know Southern. Jake, yeah. From Norfolk yeah. Southern. Yep, great guy. So he's, he's located in Tennessee, and he's got a multi-state region in the south. He was part of Kentucky, too. It's where I got to know him. But he was a big part of the energy around organizing the consultants specifically for young professionals. So, and I, I know he's really, um, really energized and will do a great job and we'll just do all that we can to give him an infrastructure that will allow him to be programmatically successful there. And um, I think we can do some good stuff there and it's a big time opportunity for us. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, your leadership at SEDC. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the board there continue to, to move the organization forward. Certainly going to miss Gene Stinson. It would have been cool. Uh, maybe to have you and Gene both on sort of as a transition podcast. I, I just now thought of that, but you know, Gene has always uh, been kind and, and, and pushed this organization and um, uh, been a good leader and, and always willing to offer mm -hmm. advice. Um, and, you know, I always felt like Gene had some discernment too. I feel like there were times when, you know, Gene might see a young economic developer and, and just, it hits, hit him. It would hit him that I need to go up and, maybe give some encouragement there, give a piece of advice there. And that's, that's one of those qualities that you can't really measure in a person. But uh, I've always felt Gene had that. And uh, certainly he's going to be missed. I don't know. Is he going to be part of uh, the annual conference at all in he, San Antonio? He, um, he is. He'll, he'll be that's at great. the annual. So his, um, his last official day with us is um, the Friday of this week. We're taping this on the week of June 6th. It's currently Tuesday, June 7th. Um, so his last day is Friday, but you know what, back to your point about what you said about Gene and the type of person he is, you are so right about he has this ability to um, pick out folks and give them a little bit of encouragement when he thinks it's needed. And probably the, the first call, one of the first calls that I got when I came on as a younger kind of new person and cutting my teeth as a state association exec in Kentucky was Gene. And he, he called me out of the blue. I'd, I'd never met him. I knew of SEDC through you, but hadn't met him yet, called me and just gave me all kinds of really good advice. 
that I held on to. It just gave me ways to say certain things, how to handle certain conversations, and just encouragement, really. And th that was way back early, late 2017. And so I mentioned that to him uh, once I got hired to kind of be his successor, that I held on to that forever. And I think that's just a really good lesson um, that we can all as you know, uh, folks that may have opportunity to, to give a little bit of encouragement here and there. I mean, uh, it's a really good lesson learning from him. But, and another, <clears throat> another thing about Gene too, think about this. He announced his retirement in August of last year. And he, <clears throat> and the as the search process played out at SEDC, Gene has stayed on knowing that he's got retirement. He's at uh, some part of a tunnel and there's light somewhere, but not exactly knowing when his off date is. He stayed with us from that point of his announcement last August until later on this week. And I think that just says a lot about the type of person he is and his commitment to SEDC. Yep, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And obviously wish Gene the best in his retirement and, and wish you the best in coming into this role. You know, um, you've got shoes to fill. They're big. They're regardless of who was in them before. There's always expectations on a new president of an association. And, and certainly if, uh, you know, we can ever assist SEDC, we certainly will. Um, we want to continue to see that portion of our industry continue to thrive. Uh, SEDC, I think, is a great proving ground for economic development professionals. And good economic development professionals make our job as consultants much easier. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, if, if we could be a part of the process, too, we will. And so uh, just wish you the best in your new role, Matt. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with me today. And if there's anything else before we finish up here you'd like to say, feel free. Well, I just um, appreciate the opportunity. And <clears throat> And, you know, you're, you're right. And I, I think I, I love watching you and, and what you all do aside from site selection and, and all that goes along with that and all the opportunities that you, that you bring and all the good work that Next Move Group does with education. You know, one of the primary focuses and one thing that I, I think I'm good at is communication and strategic communication. And you all do that so well. I mean, the way that you're disseminating content and the way that you're evolving to meet the audience in the ways that audiences want to be and need to be reached right now. So many best practices coming from the next move group. So it's really fun just to, to watch you all go at it and learn from you. And I'll look forward to every and any opportunity we have to work together and can't wait to see you at an SEDC event kind of at the speaker's podium and also uh, after hours having a little bit of fun too. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate the compliment on, on next move group. You're we're certainly always trying to continue to keep up with trends and evolve and make sure that we're putting content out there that's valuable uh, to the economic development profession. And, you know, that stems from the fact that, you know, we really care. We've, we've been economic development professionals. Uh, we've been consultants now. We know the challenges that professionals face. We try to put out as much, you know, free content that we can uh, to make sure that, that folks are interested in it. We have our movement membership um that is just robust and you know we get great ideas from them as well that helps us keep sort of our fingers on the pulse of the industry as well uh you know that for now that we're not practitioners on the local level anymore but you know the great thing is you know our organization uh, our company is going to continue to move forward we're going to continue to grow uh we've we've got so many site location projects out there right now uh we've got more coming down the pipe this year um and, you know, we're out there doing a lot of consulting services right now with communities from, you know, North Dakota through all the way through to Virginia and south into Mississippi. And, um, you know, a lot of executive searches going on right now as well. So, you know, it's all about, you know, all those different interconnected pieces of the profession and, and how we can impact that and, and how we can serve, you know, the people out there and, and be passionate about what we do. So 
Uh, we have some good content coming up on the podcast. Uh, we have some great guests that are booked coming up. Uh, some other consultants will be on the podcast coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, some railroad folks um, that uh, I, have a, I have a connection with in my past. Um, and then we're going to be on the road, too, uh, with, with a few guests. Um, and what we're trying to do is also incorporate, when we're on the road, if we have a chance, like we did with Nathan Schneider while we were in Bismarck, uh, to sit down and talk to them and, and have them on the podcast as well. So, you know, if you have a topic for the podcast, if you have a guest for the podcast, if you'd like to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Chuck, at nextmovegroup.com, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Chuck.